Welcome to episode 158 of the Numbers Game. I'm Jason. I'm joined with Nick and Marty. How are we going today, fellas? Going well, Jace. Going well. What would you say the quality of our relationship is, Jace? Ah, it's, it's pretty good, isn't it, Marty? I feel like there's a lot of value to be had between the way you and I get along and, you know, the deals that exchange hands. Mm, interesting. Well, what do you think? That's a good start. I think I'll follow that uh, premise. So in today's episode, Nick, how are you going, my friend? Oh, look, healthy, wealthy, wise. Uh, intrigued now, though. Question like that. And mm. um, yeah, what you're unsure about just yours and Jace's relationship? <laughs> what about me? Well, you know I love you, Nick. So it's just I sit next to you every day. So oh, it's okay. Uh, okay. just making sure the love is uh, as deep with Jace. Uh, <laughs> For both commercial and professional and friendship reasons. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm very intrigued. How are you going, Jace? Right, I'm good. Life's good. It's just uh, the, the, the year keeps rolling on. You know, we're heading into tax planning time, FBT. There's always something going on in accounting and tax land to keep us accountants, uh, you know, really interesting. I know the listeners now who have just switched off and tuned out at the sound of tax planning and FBT, please turn your uh, listening device back on. I promise things get more interesting after that. But yeah, things are good, mate. It's busy. Good busy, pumping. ATO always keeps us busy. And uh, yeah, the team are up and about. I think... Uh, you know, just let the good times keep rolling. Wow, it's good. So uh, off the back of Marty's intriguing question for me at the start of the episode, what have you got for us today, Marty? Well, I hope, hope I juiced you up on that question. <laughs> but it's uh, today I want to talk about you know, the, the importance of quality business and personal relationships and how that equates to growing a business. And I think it's sometimes really hard for business owners to go, you know, I need... I need activity. I need activity. And, you know, you can spend a lot of time out there trying to win activity without strategizing and really thinking about the type of activity you want. And and it's always intrigued me because I've always felt that the quality of the personal relationship extends into the business relationship. And that's why I want to draw on Nick too, because Nick always has those qualities with with people in general, but he's able to attract like companies in the way he relates. And that's always been an interesting uh, superpower I think Nick has had. But for me, I've always thought you can't buy a relationship. You can only invest in a relationship. And that's sometimes there's a financial exchange of value in that. But generally, I've always found that there are qualities that start personally. And then there's a, there's a capability alignment with the people you're dealing with that expands into actual commercial benefit as well. And I just think sometimes that business owners, and I'd be interested on feedback from our listeners as well, you can go out trying to shoot shoot fish in a barrel instead of actually creating a strategic ecosystem that drives opportunities to you and vice versa, you look for opportunities in return or some form of value in return. Um, so that's that's sort of the angle I want to talk about today. But Jace, yep, from a, from an initial premise, what what are you thinking? Well, I'm I'm gonna maybe change the angle here a little bit and ask you, Marty. Do you know how Nick and I met? No, no. Cool, Nick. Do you remember the first time we met? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> we were introduced by a mutual friend, uh, someone who well, was a close personal friend of mine, and you had met through doing some work, and is now a yep. close personal friend of yours. But, um. I believe, geez, I hope I'm going to get this right. It wasn't on a dance floor somewhere, you know. <laughs> no, Saw no. eye to eye from across the room. Wait, pretty happen. sure that wasn't it. Um, 
uh, I believe you were looking at going into business and you wanted yep. some uh, advice about doing that. And someone mentioned my name and we went and had a coffee somewhere and um, yeah, we had a chat about going into business and yeah, Dead what Man my experience Espresso. Was and, Dead Man um, Espresso yeah, in South, South somewhere Melbourne. Somewhere in South Melbourne, yep. Yeah, Dead Man um, Espresso. Great coffee, had the magic. Yep. Um, yep. A yep. great looking man in a beautiful suit rocked up. Uh, still look as good as you look today, Nico. And I'll remember it, remember it like a first date and like it was yesterday. And, you know, so when you, Marty, when you talk about quality relationships and, and partnerships and referrals, it just kind of sparked that memory of how did that connection happen? And that connection that Nick and I started with was came from a genuine place of Nick wanting to help me to kickstart my business and make sure that you know, through our mutual friend, Julian, who I was doing work with at the time through another accounting firm. Again, just building connections with good people, but with never the expectation that it led to some kind of financial reward or referral. It was more around good quality connections that led to providing value and and helping each other. Now, if the follow-on effect of that ends up being that you build great partnerships and great referral relationships, then fantastic. But this particular relationship as a case study, to your point in this episode, started with genuinely Nick wanting to provide value and advice to me to help me get ahead from where I was at that point in time. Fascinating. Can you remember how we met, Nick? Uh, That's a... um, Well, there could be a couple of answers here. Um, Obviously, we're we're in the same industry. Um, Yeah. But I'm going to be open and honest and tell you, I can't remember if it was via uh, the property business that we had, or I do remember a time uh, when we caught up in a cafe and we just chewed the fat about business. And I'm not sure of that. I'm not That's sure which it. one came first. Yeah, that was um, that. That was it. It was um, we met at Doncaster Eastland. Uh, yeah. Donca- no, Doncaster Westfield. It was That's somewhere it in was. the east. It was out your yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember you were looking to expand the business, yeah. and um, and I was introduced by you know another person, you know, introduced to you by another person, and the other person was saying, you know, oh, I'd be good for you to chat to Nick because there's certain things I think you're doing that Nick would yeah. would appreciate, and I think he's got to he's got to loosen up and delegate a bit, and they were trying yeah. to get this yeah. creative thing going on. And once I met Nick, I'm going. No, he's absolutely right. What he's doing, <laughs> okay. He's financially disciplined. He's uh, he cares about the numbers. He cares about his people. And I go straight away. I go, yep. That's I, I. I had a values alignment from a business person, and then created a friendship off the back of that values alignment. And sometimes that gets missed a lot of the time out there in the hunt for business. But it's amazing how natural. That sort of that sort of opportunity comes together when it's absolutely right, mm, and I yeah. think um, and I think the approach. I mean, there's a commercial to commercial aspect as well. We don't want to deny, but I think it's instead of it. What what's in it for me? Approach. You really got to come up with what's in it for us as a partnership, and I always think that the client is at the at the face of that discussion is going how can both businesses really add value to that client in in a partnership in a real partnership and understanding the value that both parties are going to bring to the table and like I said that doesn't always have to be financial but this and it's interesting when you get more strategic as you go on in business 
There's questions I ask now when I'm looking at a particular referrer. Some happen quite naturally, which is the best foundations ever. When you can build friendship as a foundation, it's amazing how accelerated. And I guarantee you, if you go and test some of your business partnerships that have been forged out of friendships, how much more successful they are. I guarantee mm -hmm. it. I guarantee it. But questions I ask when I'm looking for a referrer, and this is like, I hope this helps our listeners because I think it's pretty cool, is, is this a collaborative or selfish partner? So is this partner just looking at what's in it for them or do they truly want to engage as two people coming together to create a benefit? Um, so I'm always asking that when I'm being strategic. Uh, would I utilise this person and their business for myself? And would I recommend my friends to that? Because that there's a level of authenticity in that. If I'm prepared to utilize the service, then I'm willing to extend that beyond, you know, beyond myself as well. Then that that's always a great gauge as to the type of uh, person you're, you're in front of. What does this person company bring to the table that others don't? Are they genuine? Do they bring something to their community? Do they do something uniquely different that you think will be of value for your clients and the people in your business as well? And is this person or business relationship one that I'd enjoy being around? Because again, life's short and um, you want it to be an enjoyable experience as you're building this out with someone else. And that's why yeah, I always love catching up with Jace because we have fun not only on the podcast, but we barrack for Essendon and <laughs> you know, we just have a genuinely good time. So, but then when I when I have those four questions, then I flip it and I go, Am I that person for them? Mm. Right. So if I can then be the person that's collaborative and be a selfless partner, even though we've got a commitment to do business here, but you know, I want to bring extra value to the table because the partnership's so important to me. Um, would I be the person that, um, yeah, they would utilise for their friends and family? Am I, have I got that depth of relationship with that person and capability that that would be an advantage to them? Um, what do I bring to the table that others don't? You know, is it the way I show people how to save money in a unique way or, you know, help them build wealth through property or, Whatever the case is, a point of difference that I'm bringing to the table, and um, would they enjoy my company? Mm. You know, am I the person that's enjoyable to be around, or you know, am I am I the asshole that just wants <laughs> just wants a yeah a cut on something? You know what I mean? Yeah. Commission breath, we call mm. it in the, in yeah. the you know, real estate and commission based industries. So so again, I think they're four really pertinent questions that you can then build capability on. Um, but, yeah, breaking it down, what do you think about that, Nick? Oh, look, I think you're spot on. Um, there's there's a few things that come to mind. And the first one to, to well, both yours and Jace's point um, that referred to myself is I'm always open to meet people um, mm. because you just never know. Um, so... You know, you'd be open to meet people. You'd be open to um, giving advice or help if you can. Um, and that may turn into a business relationship, a personal relationship. You just you just never know, you know. And that was definitely the case with, with both of you boys. Um, Marty, you were helping me and I was doing the same for Jason. Look where we are now. So for me, it's always be, always meet people because you just never know. And, you know, mm. they say your net worth 
uh, your um, net worth those, is your network. Yeah. Now, I, I actually hate that saying because it says your net worth. I don't like that. But what I do like about it is you just need to keep meeting people because you never know what connections will come from it, and they don't have to be. It doesn't have to be a monetary value to uh, behind those connections. It can be just be a, a good personal one. Mm. And I I agree with everything you've said there, Marty. Um, particularly to the point where what you'll find with a really good relationship, you know, like Jace and I, for example, who now have a business outside of personal, we have a really healthy business relationship. The fact that we've got that personal connection, Jace wants to see my business do well and I want to see Jace's business do well. So if you can crack the barrier beyond a business relationship and you've got that value, that you hold those values, and you become personal friends as well, well, they're going to support your business because they want to actually see you do well and and vice versa. So that's been a real big thing for me. And I think what's been a big um, a big contributor to succeeding, like I actually do get along really well with a lot of our referrers. But I also think there's a place for simply a financial benefit for everyone. You don't have to be best friends with everyone either. Um you know, we've got relationships in business where financially it works for everyone. Um, we're not best of friends outside of that. Um, the, you know, we don't promote them in any particular special way, um, but they don't give us any trouble. They look after our clients. We look after their clients. Um, and financially, the relationship is a really good one for both involved. That's also okay. And I think that's the other thing that I've learnt um, that, it can just be really good financial outcome for everyone as well. Um, it doesn't yeah. have to be the the fluffy nice. Um, it can be just pure business and and financial. And again, I'm talking to um, center, centers of influence and referral partners. So, yeah. but yeah, that, that love, makes sense. Love everything the, you said. The, the end result there is thinking win win, right? It's the the customer that that customer's happy. They've got a great service between both parties. And at yeah. the end of the day, if that person's happy and there's a there's a commercial arrangement there's still win-win and like yeah. that's what you always want to have a win for both business and a win for the customers. The most important thing, if your customers aren't or clients aren't winning, you very quickly have a business that's disappearing pretty quick. So just on those four, four questions, Marty, I love it. I think great to flip it the other way around back on yourself and just unpacking it, you know, collaborative or selfish. If you think win-win, you've got the right attitude in business um, to, to have a successful crack at it. Utilizing the service, um, you know, Proof is in the pudding. If you've got a, working with a great business and you would work with them as well, my whole family use Innovate and they work with Nick or any any other of Nick's partners and and um, employees, colleagues. Uh, myself, Case and I personally, Nick and his team are our financial advisors. So, you know, anyone who doesn't have a financial advisor, I can vouch for Innovate. I personally, you know, five-star review, all the rest of it. And then that's not because I've got a financial benefit to a random numbers game listener picking up the phone and calling Nick. It's just because I genuinely believe in the service that they're offering. Um, as well as then, you know, would I, as I said, send company, would I send this person, other people to this person? Yes. Um, Nick has met with many people that I do business with, you know, and sometimes it's not for a financial gain. It's just to have a conversation, which one thing I do respect there is, and a question for you, Nick, post this is how do you, make time to have these meetings. Like I think back to the 10 years or so that I've known you and I guess, you know, is this something you prioritize the opportunity to meet someone? Cause you don't know what can come out of it. You just make sure you've got room for it in your life. 
Yeah, well, I think now, particularly, I'm in a fortunate position where um, you know, a lot of my, my, my role is strategy and people um, at the end of the day. So at the moment, and even back then when we spoke, Jace, I was lucky that I didn't need to be sitting down filling out paperwork to, to make you know, to make my day worthwhile. Mm. Um, so, but in saying that, I think it has to be part of your role. If you're a business owner and you're trying to build a business, um, some of your some of your time during the week has to be spent on meeting new people yeah. because you don't know what you don't know. Um, you don't know where things can lead um, and you be stra- strategic to a degree around who you want to meet. If it's a good person trying to get into, into business, like yourself who comes recommended from a good mate of mine then well that's someone I need to meet um, mm. because you know one of my best mates who's really good in business says you need to speak to this person so you just you know um, you have to it has to be part of your day um, as a business owner and as anyone trying to build a career um, you need to spend time speaking to other people and meeting people because it's just how you progress in life um, yeah, business business on or, or, or non-business so yeah, well said, Nick. So, so for me, it was always, you know, I'd always allocate a Friday afternoon, one o'clock to three o'clock to meet a new person. And that would just be from the day dot from in business, I would just leave that time open to meet a new person. Now, when you think about it, taking out holidays, it's, it's probably 45 to 48 people a year, right? So it's like, it's, it's a great habit to get into to you know to find that next opportunity to connect with someone so it doesn't have to be over the top one a week you can find an hour hour and a half a week to do that and it can change your business dramatically uh by being you know simply proactive in a short time frame so there's always room if you make room so yeah. i really like that point and i really like the commercial benefit as well um uh, that i think that can be just the alignment uh, in business, that's what I've learnt as well from you, Nick. I think that's very, very valuable. Um, the other thing I just wanted to go on, just some, just some more logistics around developing quality relationships. Um, and one of the first ones that I think is a big one is a values alignment. The best relationships that have worked for me personally has always been when you know the values have matched in some way, shape, or form personally and in business. So it might be we had a similar view on caring for clients or, you know, there's there's um it might be a community thing. We want to do better by the community and help people within the community or put people into a better position. Um still want to win, right? In business and win together. But I've always found those values alignment have been really, really productive in producing uh more opportunities, referrals both ways. Um, a commercial and customer alignment. How does the partnership serve mutual clients uh, and each other? So again, you know, are we bringing the same capabilities to the table? Are we extending that benefit to the clients? Do we think the same way around that? Um, being a part of the team. This is a big one both ways. I mean, if you're in a true relationship and partnership, um, your visibility you know, are you going to be at the sales meeting? Are you going to be a part of that journey with that with that partner? Um, I think that's paramount. You know, it's team relationship development. You know, be a part of their their delivery. You know, assist their team members to achieve more. You know, not only their clients. How can you help? How can you assist the people that you're working with in that business 
to accomplish more and to succeed, whether it's in sales, by what you do. So if you can help them get to where they want to get to um, and serve their clients in a better way, then that's going to be a win for you at the end of the day as well. Um, use your capabilities as a uh, to be a strategic benefit to the partner, which sort of is what we're talking about in the previous comment too. And can you provide a commercial return, like some form of value each way? And like sometimes dealing with real estate agents, you know, you can't always give them the same amount of listings as they can refer because they're seeing more and more properties. So it's sort of skewed. And that's why sometimes there's a financial referral benefit. But even if you gave that real estate agent one listing a year, they never forget you, you know, mm -hmm. because it's so substantial and you are looking out for them uh, when the opportunity arises the other way. So just simple stuff that really, you know, that really hones in and builds depth in the relationship. And another thing I think is important is to be able to report the progress uh, from a commercial standpoint to be able to say, yep, this is what we're doing. This is what we've accomplished. This is the expectation. Um, so you still got those commercial logistics and measures that are really important in regards to building the relationship as well. And just keep building more depth in that relationship over time. I guarantee you, you will draw more opportunities out of relationship building like that than you will on the shoot and fish in a barrel approach and hoping you land one. It's, um, yeah, I, I just think that's that's a, from what I've seen over 30 years, that the true relationships have always produced both ways in, in unique ways. So, yeah, so I hope that's a value uh, to the audience. Yeah, love it, Marty. They're all, they're all good stuff, uh, good good things. And I think we, you know, because we deal, like a, a big part of our referral base is, is, is real estate agents and, you know, these, these people are fast-paced salespeople. So you've, mm. you've really got to attack those relationships. Um, uh, with gusto um, and you know sometimes you just gotta have thick skin and get up and uh, and, and and just keep going um, because it can be difficult but the only thing I would add to that and I think we've worked this out ourselves in the last probably 12 months is the accountability piece from both parties definitely. Um, so we've found this a game changer let's say a game changer but definitely had an impact on our relationships but if you're if you're going into um, a mutually agreed relationship with a referral partner, whether it be an accountant or a real estate agent or, or whatnot, from our point of view, as as um, the ones who have um, initiated that relationship, we're putting a lot of work into getting that up and running. And the reality is, we've had a meeting and we've both agreed, both parties have agreed that okay, we're coming to you with a solution. Um, you want a problem, you've got a problem, which is you need your client service here, here and here. We're coming to you with a solution. Um, so let's document how this is all going to work and almost keep them accountable. And we're actually starting to set targets for some of our referral partners because you'll sit in a room with them. And I, again, I'm picking on real estate agents um, only because they get so busy with sales and they want you to do all this stuff for them. Um, they want you to provide this service, provide some marketing and talk to databases and, and do whatnot. But then when it comes to the crunch and getting things done, it, it can be a challenge because they're off selling properties, which is where they, their bread and butter um, is. And I totally understand that. Um, so one of the things we've done is actually create some accountability and say, okay, well, if you want us to come in and, and run this finance partnership for you, 
this is what we expect in return. And let's set some targets on lead flow. Who's your best real estate um, salespeople we should be talking to? And then if you've got that documented, then you can revisit that, whether it's quarterly or biannually and say, hey, you said you were going to do this, 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 and this, because the relationship works both ways. We can't we can't guarantee you we can assist your clients if you haven't done these three things that you said you were going to do. So that's been really powerful for us um, to sit down in six months and say, look, the relationship's not as working as well as it can. We've done everything we said we would, but these two or three things you said you would do, you haven't done. So yeah, we're putting a lot of time and effort into the relationship. Um, you know, we've got a we've got a great name in the real estate space. We can work with other people. Just let us know if you don't want us to keep trying to crack the code here. So that's an example. But I think you're well within your rights. If you provide a really good solution for a partner, you're well within your rights to to set some targets and have accountability both ways because at the same time you need to write business yourself and you know you you can't be spending energy where someone else is not giving you um, the energy back. Um, so that's it's a, a real that's commitment. It's a commitment to the relationship, and Correct. I think that's the yeah you know, that's the real signature piece, the cherry on top that make brings it all together in the end as a business. Yeah, yeah. and Jace's like business is a great example. Like when we call Jace's business out, changes get made, and that's that accountability piece. So um, I think you need to be you know prepared to have that conversation to say, hey mate, you know maybe we can do this, this, and this. Um, and yeah, you want it to come back both ways. Yep, and yeah. co- constantly room to to improve, change, continue to work together. And uh, again, you know, we've always valued every interaction with your with the Innovate team. And I know the future team. Every time we get in a room together, things start to happen, and there's questions that come afterwards, and there's a deeper connection. So, um, yeah, that accountability piece for us has been brilliant. So I think I remember when it really took off. Nick, you came and sat down with us and said, "Hey guys, this is what I think you're capable of, and here's how we're going to track, measure it, and if we all have a win out of it, here's the end result that we can all share together." And I remember just having it laid out so simply in front of me at the time. I was like, "Man, like that's actually great. You gamified our referral relationship in a way, which you know when you've got a guy like Greg and I who love a competition and love a game." It was a fun way to kind of change it and then even to roll that out through the team as well. So, you know, I think it's a very clever approach. Yeah, fantastic, Jason. And like I said, even your expertise, like it's interesting when you talk about strategy. Like I go, when I see commercial clients out there, business clients, and they've got turnover of three to four mil, they've generally come in with an accountant in the early days Mm. that's, you know, the local accountant that's doing the right thing, looking after them. But business owners outgrow their accountant. And again, I know what value you bring to that person in structuring them right, setting up the advisory piece for the future in order for them to grow. There's so many benefits. So I actually, like when I'm out talking to clients, you know, I'm looking for those types of clients because I know how much value you'll bring to them, not only in the finance transaction with what we're doing, it's it's ingrained in myself given what you guys deliver. And um, and, and I, I just think that's the depth of relationship that I'm, you know, that we're in, which is which is really exciting. It's the same as Nick talking about real estate agents from a strategy piece. You know, I'm thinking about how can I help the agent list more? How can our brokers, all our brokers, help the agent list more by giving certainty around Mm. the finance for the vendor to make the next move? How can we, when buyers go to auctions, 
ensure that they know what their maximum borrowing capacity is. They might be thinking, I only want to buy for 800, but would they want to miss out on that house knowing they could go to 900, but they don't know yet. So again, we work in with the agents to best position not only the clients, but to support the agents as well in their pursuit of doing a good job. And and if we get that strategy right with the relationship, the accountability and the commitment to the partnership, then it's it really flies. So yeah. Good yep. chat, guys. Good chat. Hundred percent. And look, I think as well, this is while we've talked about accounting, financial planning, mortgage broking, real estate, you know, all I'm hearing as well is opportunity. There there's a client the other day I spoke to who's an electrician. And he's now developing a relationship with a pool installer so that when the pool gets installed, the lighting gets done, the electricity gets run to the spa, all of it gets kind of sorted. Then they're kind of talking about, hey, how do we bring in a fencing company so that we can kind of have all this happening? So even industry-wise, you can find great relationships with, you know, businesses that are um, – What's the word I'm looking for that complementary to your business. So have a think about it, tee up some meetings, get out there and have a coffee like Nick and I did at Dead Man Espresso all those years ago. And uh, if you're not a coffee drinker, maybe Marty, what's your, what's your go-to? I know you're a coffee man. Sorry. Cappuccino, no, coffee, come on. Cappuccino, Cappuccino. It's, it's a no beer, sugar. The beer drinking is where I was getting off course. So nah, all good, all good, Marty. Oh, maybe I need to go get myself a coffee. So <laughs> thank you for listening. It's been a ripping episode of The Numbers Game brought to you by the great Marty V. How to be a good referral and business partnership. Get those relationships humming, tee up some meetings, and until next time, keep connecting. Game over.